the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 28th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, how are you weathering the government shutdown? Have you even noticed the government shutdown? Unless you're one of the non-essential government employees, and the fact that that's a thing probably should concern us, but unless you're one of these folks or one of the poor souls who is now working without pay, you probably haven't noticed it all. And I have to say this, this whole working without pay thing is really just a media play on your emotions. They're going to get paid. Even the people who are furloughed will likely get paid down the road. So essentially, they're getting a paid vacation courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer. Now, that's not to say that this political theater doesn't have negative impact on some people. I saw a headline proclaiming that the government was counseling unpaid workers on how to put off debt collectors. We're in, what, day seven of the shutdown? Look, I don't mean to be mean, but if you're having problems with debt collectors after just seven days without a paycheck, your problems run a lot deeper than the government shutdown. And look, here's the reality. This is all a big farce. The government is not shut down. I saw a flowchart the other day that pretty much sums it up. Is the government still collecting taxes from you? If so, the government isn't shut down. And I guarantee you this, shut down or not, the U.S. is still bombing people overseas, it's still spying on you, and it's still over-regulating your life. They never shut down the good stuff, right? At any rate, there's no end in sight. House Republicans say there will be no votes on spending legislation today or on Monday. House Democrats will assume control of the chamber next Thursday. They are reportedly weighing several options to getting federal funds flowing, but none of these include $5 billion for a border wall. And Trump has said that this is non-negotiable. The president said he will wait as long as it takes to get his wall funding. So it looks like we're going to be shut down, and I'm using air quotes around shut down for a while. But hey, we are not shut down here at Shift Gold. And speaking of gold, it's been a pretty good week for the yellow metal. Gold is set for its second straight weekly gain. It climbed to a more than six-month high in early trading overseas on Friday. The precious metal hit its highest level since June 19th at 1281.39 early in the session. Analysts cite safe haven buying, driven by concerns about slowing global economic growth and the aforementioned partial government shutdown. There is also renewed concern about the trade war. The Trump administration announced it may issue an executive order early next year that limits purchases in the U.S. from two of China's largest telecommunications equipment makers. Now, silver also had a good week this week. It rose to a near five-month high at 1534 per ounce. The metal was on track for its best week since August 2017. Since this is the last Friday gold wrap of 2018, I figure I should look back and see where we were this time last year. On December 28, 2017, gold was at 1295.30. The last time I checked this morning, we were at just under $12.80, so we're about $15 per ounce off last year's price. It's interesting to put it into that longer-term perspective because we look at the, the big ups and downs throughout the year. But after all of the highs and lows, we're basically where we started, within $15 bucks anyway. So if you go back two years to December 28, 2016, gold was at 
1140.80 an ounce. So just a little perspective. Stock market volatility is also helping drive some safe haven buying in precious metals right now. One analyst said the markets were in a psychological frenzy. Yeah, no doubt. There was no Santa Claus rally on Christmas Eve. Instead, the U.S. stock market has continued to tank. It's been a pretty rough December on Wall Street. The Dow Jones dropped 653 points on Christmas Eve. The S&P 500 fell 2.7% and officially entered into bear territory. It was the worst Christmas Eve in Wall Street history. The Washington Post put things in pretty stark terms. Quote, by the end of Monday's shortened holiday trading session, the great bull market that began in the lows of March 2009 lay lifeless, capping a three-week 16% sell-off of the S&P 500. As Peter Schiff put it, the Grinch stole the Santa Claus rally. And that trend continued the day after Christmas. Then there was the great turnaround. On Wednesday, the Dow popped more than 1,000 points. It was the first time in history the index rose more than 1,000 points in a single day. On Thursday, the Dow gained another 260 points after an 865-point swing in less than two hours. The blue chip index had been down in mid-afternoon trading more than 500 points before the late rally. So a pretty uh, exciting roller coaster ride for uh, you folks in stocks. So here's the question. Is this decline over? Is the worst behind us? Well, I doubt it. Consider this. On a month-to-date basis, the averages remain down. For instance, the Dow is 9.74% lower, and year-to-date is down 6.75%. Don't forget, bear markets have rallies too. It's not like the markets drop in a straight line. This kind of volatility is exactly what you would expect to see in the early stages of a bear market. But I guarantee you the pundits are going to be talking about how everything is fine, it's okay, now, you know, just a big correction, blah, blah, blah. Even after the Christmas Eve bloodbath, there was still a lot of complacency out there. The thing is, while there may be some concerns about the stock market percolating out there, there still isn't much concern about the economy. And that's what you should really be concerned about. Now, while government officials and and, uh, TV show pundits might not be concerned, there are some signs that you are getting concerned about the economy. A measure of U.S. consumer confidence posted its sharpest decline in more than three years in December. On Thursday, the conference board said its consumer confidence index fell this month by 8.3 points to a reading of 136.4. It was the largest one-month drop since July 2015. So, talking heads, government officials, not worried. But your average Joe, it seems like he might be getting a little bit concerned. Here's the thing. Peter pointed this out in his podcast this week. This isn't your run-of-the-mill bear market. What makes this bear market different is the bull market that preceded it. Not only was it the longest bull market in history, it was the first bull market totally created by the Federal Reserve. This is the mania that the Fed built. That's how Peter put it. And it was built on quantitative easing, which we have never had before, 0% interest rates, which we've never had before, And not only was this a stock market entirely built by monetary policy, but this was probably the first time the entire economy has rested on the 
the foundation of that stock market bubble. This was all about the market. It was about confidence. It was about the wealth effect. And so when this bull market ends, this phony recovery that was built on that phony foundation will come collapsing down. And people still don't seem to get that yet. I can't emphasize this enough. This is not just the stock market going down. The economy is going into recession, and the bubble has grown for so long and gotten so big, nobody realizes that it's popped. If I was going to hang a moniker on 2018, I would call it the year of debt. We've seen record levels of consumer debt, including credit card debt. Corporate debt is at record levels. And of course, we have the federal debt that just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. Get this, between Christmas 2017 and Christmas 2018, the U.S. government added a staggering $1.37 trillion to the national debt, according to Treasury Department figures. If you split that up between all Americans, your share of Uncle Sam's 2018 spending spree comes to about $4,178.10. You're welcome. Of course, this staggering number, as big as it is, doesn't even factor in all of the unfunded liabilities such as Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. When you factor them in, the total national debt eclipses $200 trillion. That's a number so big, it really is almost meaningless. So what is Uncle Sam doing to address his debt problem? Absolutely nothing. The current administration is blowing through cash just like the previous administration and the one before that and the one before that. That's what governments do. And the Trump administration is no different. We could call 2018 the year of the deficit. It was nearly a trillion dollars, and it probably will be over a trillion dollars in 2019. They spend money. Don't expect next year to be any different, government shutdown or no. As I was thinking back to this time last year, I couldn't help but remember the Bitcoin boom. You remember that? This time last year, Bitcoin was trading at around $15,000. It was just off of its peak from earlier in December 2017 of nearly $20,000. Today, Bitcoin is trading around $3,600. I sold most of mine in mid-January when it was around $12,000. I was second-guessing myself for a little while, but eh, not so much today. So what will 2019 bring? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> As I've said before, I don't have a crystal ball. But I would be pretty surprised if I'm not sitting here next year talking to you about a recession. The current trajectory is unsustainable. The debt is unsustainable. Rising interest rates are unsustainable. The economic foundation is crumbling underneath the bubble economy. The bubbles have gotten too big. The party is ending and the Fed is taking the punch bowl away. It's not about today's stock market volatility or the trade war or the government shutdown or whatever headline you want to insert. This is about economic fundamentals. It's about the Fed-induced bubble economy. Never forget, bubbles pop. I think 2019 is going to be the year of the popping bubble. If not 2019, it's coming soon. I'm going to leave you with this little tidbit. While the S&P 500 has tumbled 16% during the past three months, gold has gained 8%. Gold has acted just like the kind of hedge against market chaos that investors hope for when they buy it. 
If you want to learn more about how investing in precious metals can help protect your portfolio and your wealth when the chaos really erupts, call a Shift Gold Precious Metals Specialist today at 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. In fact, that's a gold wrap for this year. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals and news and analysis throughout the week and through 2019 at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You can find links on the show notes page. And if you're listening to YouTube, share your thoughts on this week's gold news in the comments section. We always love to hear what you think about the economy. Well, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. And to be cheesy, we'll talk to you next year. Thanks for listening.